right. So you are listening and watching a Daydreamers podcast hosted by yours truly, Aaron Davenport. And uh, thank y'all for tuning in and watching the live broadcast today, okay? This will also be available um, for playback on all of your podcast streaming services, all right? So you can get this everywhere you get podcasts. Um, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio. I'm on all of that, okay? All of it. So let's get to it. I have some amazing guests with me today that is um, joining me for this Creative Convos Quarantining Create um, edition. So um, I have blogger Cherise Shine, chemist uh, Rochelle Willis, and um, actress, improver. What's the other one? Screenwriter. Actress, improv, and screenwriter, Monique Morton. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with me tonight, you guys. We're going to have like a really awesome show. Um, but first, I definitely want to give a shout out to my sponsor. Okay, let's not leave that person out. Without this sponsor, we would not be here today. Um, my sponsor is um, Storytellers, presented by Erica McFarland. Um, Storytellers is a podcast that focuses on sharing interesting and life-changing stories through multiple platforms. Um, it's hosted by Erica McFarland. She um, is a graduate of Gremlin University. Please check out um, Storytellers on Podbeam. It's a free podcast. And also go to their website at www.storytellers306.com. All right, ladies. So let's do a little icebreaker, okay? Because I like I want everybody to warm up and be really cool. And I also want my listeners to know who were they really talking to, okay? So everybody up in here is from Shreveport. Yes, what up, Post City? All right, so rep your high school in your class. Where, where, what high school and class did we graduate from? I'll go first. Captain Shreve, 2003. Go Gators. Woo, mm-hmm. chop them. <laughs> Shadow Parish Magnet High School, go Stings. Where you went, Brittany? Magnet. Oh, that's right. Um, okay. No. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't like the deflated O's. No, I just, oh, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't, it wasn't oh. anything like that. I'm just, I just was like, oh. okay. That's all. Hey. We had track. C.E. Bird High School, class of 2000, go Jackets, go. Class of 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just getting in high school in 2000. Yeah, when you talk about that, I did did save the best for last, um, depending on what you ranking the best as. But BT Dub class of 03, go Lions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um, thank you to Black Creative Circle of North. Louisiana for allowing me to host my podcast today. Um, I am actually a board member for the Black Creative Circle of North Louisiana. Do you guys know exactly? Have you heard of Black Creative Circle of North Louisiana? Yes. Y'all have just through me, basically? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So let me just ask y'all this. Um, what is your understanding of Black Creative Circle of North Louisiana? I think, um, I think that's the whole thing thing in the title honestly is for black people who are creatives (laughs) who are live in or from north louisiana there you go yeah and yeah yeah and like we're we we um we also um hey d d jackson is watching with us um 
We also work with some people that are surrounding North Louisiana. Like I know, Monique, you are actually located in Lafayette, Ardenville. Which one do you claim? You know, I say Lafayette area because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know what Arneville is, but it is mm-hmm. a rural area of Lafayette. So, yeah. Okay. And Brittany, you're still in Shreveport. I'm in Shreveport. Yeah, okay. just got back a couple years ago. I think whenever you first introduced Black Creatives to me, you guys are having a an art show. Right. Um, right. In Monroe, so mm-hmm. far, I couldn't make it. But I did scroll through those photos, guys. So make sure you check out some of the stuff. It's really good. Yeah. And Sharice just joined Black Creative Circle of North Louisiana. She don't like to talk about it, but she's a blogger. Yes, Car carrying member. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So I was um I was I got in the group because um our president Vitus Shell, he says he's not the spearhead, but I say he is. He says it's really me and some other people, but he really just kind of came to us and was like, I got this dope idea to to bring black creatives together. And so through some conversations with him and some other pretty dope black creatives, uh, we got Black Creative Circle North Louisiana. Now, right now we really do, um, we do have a lot more people in the Monroe, West Monroe, uh, Rustin, Gramlin area, Bastrop area. We wanna link all of North Louisiana together. Just right now, it's just a matter of making those connections with the people who will actually get down on the floor and just like really work with us and things. But, um, mm-hmm. They made me be on the board. They made me be the public relations person. I was like, y'all. That's what's up. That's your thing. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Like, I'm really happy. I'm happy about it because it's something that I, it's something that I wanted to do. I never wanted to be a PR person, but I know I wanted to work in that aspect and I wanted to do some things like that, but I was never given the opportunity. And so this is making me, it's making me be that person. You know what I'm saying? So I have to do it. And also, um, and I, I love what I do. I really love what I do, which is probably why they were like, Erin, this is best for you. But I was like, Mm-mm. but honestly, I feel like in some cases, the person who just don't want to do it, sometimes they're probably like the best person to do it. Yeah. I think. Anyway, that's just me patting myself on the back. <laughs> um, I'm also a part of the Creative Convos Click. The Creative Convos Click is basically the committee because you know black people got to be extra the creative convos click is the committee behind creative convos and creative convos is supposed to be it was a weekly uh meetup and we would we would alternate one week it would be in washita parish the next week it would be in lincoln parish that's Rustin gramlin area um we want to spread out to to morehouse parish Parish, which is Bastard. We want to go to Shreveport. We want to go to Minden. We want to go all out um, east, you know, but like it's just a matter of getting connecting with those people. But we were meeting every week um, to just like be in the midst of people that's like you. Because I don't know, like with me being a creative, I kind of felt like I was the only person that was like me, that did weird things like me, that daydreamed all the time, or like I don't know, have y'all ever felt that way? Cause y'all some pretty different people too in your own way. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with, um, I was on a zoom call with like 12 other improvisers, black improvisers earlier this week, like Sunday, I think. Um, uh, and that's what I was saying is like, I feel like a lot of times I, and when I look out in the audience, there's not a lot of black people at mm-hmm. the improv shows and there's not a lot of black improvisers. And when I go to other cities, it's kind of the same 
thing. And I was like, do black people not understand improv? Do they not think it's cool? What is it? It's, it's like the that. best fun that I've ever had in my life. It's so fun to do. It's so fun to watch. And I see some amazing black improvisers. And when you look at your top comedians, um, not just stand up, but your comedic actors, a lot of them have an improv background. And so it's like, they do it. The people you think is cool, do it. But it, on this level, people, I don't know. I don't see- You know what though? They probably weren't, okay. They probably were cool in their own way. But think about like the theater people. The theater people were actually fun. They were actually cool. They were always doing something silly, always the most like ready at pep rallies. But at the same time, they weren't cool based on like high school state. You know what I'm saying? And I, then think, that- I think, yeah, I think one of the things is just from going to Monique's improv shows because I've been to a couple. Um, I think you have audience member. <laughs> hey, look at me representing. Um, I think uh, one of the things that you have to be really comfortable with in improv, from what I saw of it, you have to be comfortable making a mistake and possibly getting embarrassed. And I think like as black people, we work so hard for that to never happen that like it would be, you know, almost catastrophic to our, you know, ego or like our image of self-worth if we just jumped out there and did something and then messed it up, you know? Um, So I think that that's one big reason why maybe you don't see as many people, you know, especially as many people of color, you know, kind of doing that kind of thing, you know, just to talk about, yeah, just to talk about, yeah, being themselves, just being yourself, you know, like saying yeah. something that's not going to be cool to the group because black people are the worst about playing the dozen. Like when they get started getting on you cracking, that's what we call it, right? When they start cracking on you, it ain't, it ain't no it ain't coming crazy. back. Don't, don't you come never want to be on the receiving <laughs> end of that. But that's why, okay. But see, that's one of the reasons why me and some other I feel dope creatives got together and was like, let's get this group because it's other people out there. There's other goofy people like me. There's other people like who understand what I'm, or if I do mess up, it's okay. Cause we all mess up or, you know, we all are artists in our own area. So that's what creative combos came from. Um, but due to this pandemic and due to the fact that can't nobody stay in their house, we had to switch to being virtual to digital. They can't so, stay in the house or they got to stay in the house. They can't. They Girl, I drove over. Don't, I don't don't my way over to where I live right now. I saw a porch full of people. I saw a porch full of people on my way over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> the only way you are around those people, those that porch full of people is if y'all all live together. Right. Them right. People if you don't if you don't live together. Like, I be want to, Cherie, stay five minutes away from my house. And, like, no lie, I really want to just roll over there and just, like, park outside and, like, be like, what's up? But I don't even want to do, I don't even want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I do. But I'm like. It's time to party and get together. And it's not, it's time to stay in the house with the people that live with you. Exactly. Girl. Anyway, I mean, so anyway, that's all we have. I want to, like, just sit out, just stand outside. I'm going to drive by and just wave at me. Right. Right. But, like, but this is why. We have creative com- creative combos, and why one of the reasons why we have Black Creative Circle of North Louisiana because it's some really dope Black creatives here, whether they don't know it or they do know it. But there are some creatives here, and they don't have that guidance, they don't have the confidence, they don't have friends, they don't have the education for various reasons. They aren't getting the education and resources. Um, my friend Vitus that I was talking about earlier. Now he is from. 
the south side and he also hang out on the north side. So like, but he will be like, don't other me. He's not one of those acceptable black people. Like he's himself. He's straight up from the south side. He said he got homies in jail. He said he got he got friends over here, friends over there. Like, but he he's able to go in all areas. But then you got some people for whatever reason, they feel they aren't welcomed. They have a chip on their shoulder. Everything actually is cool. They're just insecure, but they, for whatever reason, are not a part of the mainstream or dominant artistic culture in this area. So here we are. You guys, only reason why I know some of the things I know about the artistic culture here is because I got friends. I got my friend Keishana, Rodriguez Davis, Vida Shell, who are in the mix. And so mm-hmm. I know what I know. And so I pass it on to somebody who ain't got no damn clue. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, come over here. And then you got to pull their teeth to get over here. That's another podcast about helping people that need help and won't get the help, but know they need the help. But anyway, that's why we're here. And that's all we have. Creative Convos, Quarantine and Create. Um, For everybody that's tuning in and uh, watching on the live, if you have any questions about Black Creative Circle, type it on there. Um, I will do my best to answer it because I do have an actual show lined out today for you guys. Um, but I'll do my best to answer it. Also, these three ladies, they're creatives as well. Like I said, Rochelle Willis is a chemist. She uh like she really be up in there mixing shit up. Like she really do. Okay. She, didn't she make a flavor for Doritos one time? I well, <laughs> I did work at a I was a food flavor chemist. Yeah. We did submit stuff to craft and Dorito and the yes, that is true. She worked in China, okay, teaching over there. She has her own science camp. So she is a creative herself. Sharice is a blogger and she is also a speaker. I'm putting it out there because I saw her speak at church and it was dope. Uh, Monique, improv actress and uh, screenwriter. So we're all creatives. Any creative question you have, I will do my best to um, answer it. But let's get down to the show, okay? Because I'm I'm trying not to keep y'all too late. I gave myself a time period. We did not start on BCP, no, BCT time. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to go over. Unless y'all just want to go over. I'm here all night. I locked my (laughs) husband and my dog out. So I'm here all night. Okay, so. Hold on, wait. Back to what you just said. Did you mean to say CPT? BCP? What did I say? That's what I mean. I said black. I meant black. It's black. That's what I'm talking about right now. Well, well, historically, you can't make a mistake in front of black people. Did you mean? Look, Brittany just made a face like. I'm also looking at my playback too, and I'm seeing these delayed reactions because I'm looking in real time and playback time, and I'm like, what is that? What was that face about? But I'm back down here. We know she messing up, baby. It's okay, we got you. Color people time. That's what they call it. I don't even like calling myself black. I call myself brown, honestly, because I'm brown. When people say black and brown, I'd be like, brown. Thanks, no, Jennifer. Okay, Jennifer Haynes, tell my CP time. Brown, they're referring to Latinx people. I raise my hand when they say brown. This is brown. <laughs> You're brown. I'm, I'm that Negro. I'm that one that's like, do not call me that I'm brown. I was looking for brown when I, I am actually a mocha. <laughs> they didn't have mocha on the senses. They didn't have brown either. I prefer mother of oak. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Don't look it up. Don't try to look it up. It's not a thing. Sharif, do you have a preferred race? Do you have a preferred color? Well, I prefer caramel. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Cause you're sweet you know, too. Hopefully, <laughs> that's just, that's what I normally say. I'd be like, because that black, like I'm I'm kind of the same way. Like I don't, oh, black American or like African American. Like I don't. I don't even like calling I don't myself African American because I don't really know where I come from. I've never been to Africa, so and I like even like, has my parents. Like, Did I say that right? <clears throat> I don't, I don't like is that. What is it Haitian? What is Haitian? Are you Haitian? Are you Haitian? What I was trying to say was I could possibly be from the country of, what Haiti? the hell Haitian? Haiti? What is that? Is Haiti? it Haiti? Haiti. Now, y'all got, now y'all black people got me second guessing myself. Like I'm going to say something wrong. Why well, you shouldn't have said nothing about the CPT. You should have let that girl make <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, 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 Hades is like the Greek hell. Isn't it the Greek hell? Haiti, no S. Haiti. Haiti. Haiti? Yeah. Well, I could be from Haiti. Okay? Baby, don't no, be from Haiti. You can't even say it. You can't even say it. You can't be from there. <laughs> Did she say she was from Haiti? Well, all I know is that I know I'm from Arkansas and my granddaddy was a sharecropper, I think, because he was really, really old and my grandma was significantly younger than him. What <laughs> other options did he have? <laughs> he must have been. He had his own land and he was from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. <laughs> anyway, I know my granddaddy to fixed shoes. I think. He did what? Shoe repairman. <laughs> shoe repairman. In, in, in Alabama? In Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. Okay, Jennifer, thank you. Talking about Haiti. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so look, anybody that I titled this this podcast po- podcast episode A Nightmare of a Stepmom, okay? Um anybody that knows me knows I have a son that I call Big Nick. And anybody who knows me that follows me on social, any of that, knows that, knows about Big Nick, and also know, if you don't know, then you got a sense of where, how I feel about him and where he is in my heart. I take my, I take my, I call myself a bonus mom. Big Nick is not my biological son. Um, He is my um, husband's son from a relationship he had in college. And um, so, but I say bonus mom, for two reasons. Um, one, because I don't like the term step. I feel like step has a very negative tone. Um, and also, um, my husband and I dated for so long. And don't ever do that. But we dated for so long um, that before we got married, that like my son became more than, he wasn't my son yet because we, ha- we, we hadn't been married. Why y'all laughing at me? Because you, because you said, laughing. Oh. I'm like, this is like so long, so Girl, long. Well, well, like, Look, I did you it. Said, you said that like you was a sharecropper. That's how you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we laughing. All my life, I had to date Larry. All my life, I had to, like, for a long, long time. Oh All my life, I've been watching football and giving it damn. <laughs> Acting like I can't. Let that part out, baby. Okay, y'all date. It's your son. All right, go ahead. Don't do it, ladies. Don't be with nobody for that damn long. Anyway, (laughs) I was with him for so long, and I was not. I was not his wife. I was his girlfriend for a long time, and so Nick, my big Nick, became more than my boyfriend's son. So after like year 
three or four. I don't know. Nicholas, I okay. So I met Nicholas when he was three. That's when his dad and I became a couple. So by the time he was six, I started calling myself six, seven. I started calling myself bonus mom. He was more than just my boyfriend's son. Like he was my something. And I had to fill in the blank. He wasn't just no kid. He was more than that. And like he and I used to hang out even without Larry. So therefore bonus mom came. I was not trying to be nobody mama. I was not, he has a mother. Uh, my son is well taken care of. So, you know, he has a good mother and everything. He has good parent. His dad is awesome. So like, I ain't trying to be nobody parent. So I was like, I'll just be bon. I'm like that extra bonus point. You already at 100. I'm gonna get you to that extra 10 points. You know what I'm saying? So that's where bonus mom came from. So I was actually, so I feel like I'm the shit. I'm gonna be real. I got the bonus mom locked down. I'm just gonna say it. Like, can't nobody be me. Like, I am the bonus mom. And like, I never heard anybody say bonus mom until Jada Pinkett said it. And now I see bonus moms everywhere. And when somebody say they a bonus mom to me, I'll be like, who, who told you that? Probably what made, like what that. make you think you a bonus mom? Like, let me hear, where's your I essay? Like, I didn't ago. know why. I'm sure it was a decade ago. I told you the uh, uh, tagline that shit to, um, what you call it? Copyright. Copyright. Yeah. And I, I have I a name for my, for my volunteer group that I have yet to start. I need to go ahead and copyright that too because that name is dope as well. But anyway, but I'll be ready to check somebody. Like, who said you was a bonus mama? What what makes you that? Why, can't, why do you feel like you can sit next to me? But anyway, I made a comment on um, this really big UK um, personalities post. And from that, on Twitter, and from that, Twitter blew my tail up, okay? And one of the things I was called was nightmare. This girl was like, you are, you're the type of um, stepmom I have nightmares about. And like, a part of me wanted to be like, oh girl, no, no, let me tell you how awesome I am. And another part of me wanted to be like, yo, know me? You don't know me who you call it. But then I was like, girl, you cannot be over here getting into fights with people on Twitter. Parents, keep it classy. You know who you are. You know the relationship you have with your kid. But anyway, so I'm going to tell you, ladies, the tweet, okay? Let me pull it up real quick. Tweet, tweet. But honestly, though, real quick, as I'm pulling this up, like, can you believe somebody said I was a nightmare of a stepmom? Just based off y'all, based off what you guys know of me, in the relationship I have oh, with no. my No. No. Yeah, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't say nightmare. I actually did read read the original tweet and I did read yours. I'm not gonna give it away. I know you guys read it, but mm -hmm. just from what I read, um, I did agree with your point of view, but I, I could see how um people would view it as the worst thing ever. Yeah, maybe the worst thing ever on a level of it kind of to other people. It didn't look like that to me, but just playing devil's advocate, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. like you trying to like snake your way in, you know, or you trying to replace somebody, but it's like, no, I just, it's not trying to snake my way in, but it's just, I want to be a part of the family, just like everybody want to be a part of the family. Like, it's like, it's not snaking my way in. If, if he, if a person didn't have children, I would still want to be just as close with this person. And this to me seems like it's keeping us it's like a, it's like a small, it's like if you gave somebody a hug and there was like a, a pool ball between y'all, like it'd be like, we hug it, but it's like, you can feel that there's something a little, is between yeah. us. So I just want to remove the, 
you know, the obstruction. So that's kind of the way I feel. But anyway, I'm not going to say what you but hey. <laughs> So I'm going to tell y'all that uh, I'm going to read the the original tweet and it's from Olani. Y'all can find her on Twitter. Like I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'll follow her because I listen to, uh, I follow the podcast that she's on. She's on the laid, laid bear podcast. Um, Like I said, she's in the UK. She's a really big personality over there. And her Twitter handle is at Olani, O-L-O-N-I. Okay. So somebody wrote into her and it was kind of like a dear Abby thing. And so this is what it is. This girl, she doesn't give her age, but she says, hey, Olani, my boyfriend has a five-year-old and his pictures of and has pictures of the child with the mom on his phone slash pictures together of when they went to events or outings. <clears throat> is it wrong of me to ask him to delete them as they aren't together? Is it necessary to keep? Is it weird to ask your partner to delete old pictures or are there allowances for, um, she says baby moms. I don't, I don't use that term unless I'm talking shit. But, um, <clears throat> or are there allowances for baby moms, et cetera? Am I wrong to feel uncomfortable? Thank you in advance. So I'm going to read it one more time for people that are listening. My boyfriend has, five, has a five-year-old and has pictures of the child with the mom on his phone slash pictures together of when they went to e- events or outings. Is it wrong of me to ask him to delete them as they aren't together? Is it necessary to keep them? Is it weird to ask your partner to delete old pictures or are there allowances? Am I wrong to feel, allowances for baby moms? Am I wrong to feel uncomfortable? Okay, my response. No, she isn't wrong to feel uncomfortable. Now, look, let me tell you this. I don't know what Alani's response to what her was. She just posted the question that somebody wrote into her and she was like, thoughts and let us all run wild. <clears throat> she has like thousands of like followers. So I got eight up. But my answer was, no, she isn't wrong to feel uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable situation. What she can do is suggest that he print the photos out for the child, for the child to have, and then delete the photos from his phone. Sincerely, a stepmom. Something I'm going to point out. I sign things like anything that's like kid related, girlfriend, somebody dating a kid, whatever. When I get my two cents, I always sign sincerely a stepmom only because like it's to be like I feel I understand what you're saying like I'm an ally right I'm gonna say that because I'm gonna tell you them damn stepkids got on my freaking nerves but ladies I want to hear your response just like just you not being a stepmom ally not being my closest friends anything like that just like if you were to see that that question what would you think what would be your response to someone who, who, if they were to ask you that? Um, I can just, cause mine gonna be short. Cause I kind of already said what I had to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I do kind of feel like when that kind of thing is happening, it feels like it's a part, it's like a part of your guy, especially if it's your husband. I mean, I guess it's just a boyfriend, but especially it's if it's your husband. Okay, well, if it, even if it's your boyfriend, it just feels like it's a part of his life that you're not a part of. And because of that, again, y'all y'all lack a certain amount of closeness because it's a part of his life, not only that you weren't a part of, but that he still apparently holds dear because he still has the pictures and blah, blah, blah. So then that means, you know, it's just like, a, like I say, it's just a slice of pie that you don't get to be a part of. But I mean, is that so terrible? Perhaps no. But I think the thing that makes it feel more terrible is that there is another woman that is a part of it and it's not you. I think that's the thing that makes it so like gut wrenching, you know, it's not just like, 
Yeah, it's not just like him hanging out with his homeboys because there are no women there. So that's not really something that you would be a part of, but you wouldn't really feel bad about that. That's just something he goes to do. But him having a whole child with somebody else and, you know, like you said, going to the fair and pictures and it's all bright. Seems like it's a, you know, a unicorn in the background. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of like <laughs> you're just looking at the pictures like, dang, you know, I like I think, I, I think that the girl's feelings are definitely valid. I don't like to say that anybody's feelings is invalid, even if you don't agree with their feelings. You have a right to and I, I call myself a, a corner um, a therapist because a lot of times I'm just like, you know, you saying certain things that I think communication is key. And I think that she needs to speak with her uh, significant other mm-hmm. and say how she feels about it and see how he feels about it um, before like making big requests and just say, no, now I don't know how she knows the pictures are in her phone. I don't know how long they've been together because that could make a difference. Um, if they just started dating or if they're like a couple years in, like, yeah, why you still got these girls pictures in your phone? Mm-hmm. Um, even if the kid's in there, because it can make you feel some type of way. Like he's okay. thinking back upon this time when they were all together and when they were doing these fun things. Like, do you still, I know he'll always have love in his heart for her because he is the mother yeah. of his child. To a certain extent. I mean, I don't know everybody's relationship, but I'm just saying that's the mother of your child. If she was, if it was an emergency involved, you wouldn't just say, fuck that bitch. You would go because that's the mother of your child. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, but I think having sentimental things around is a little uncomfortable for the new love in his life. You said uncomfortable. Yeah. I agree with that as well. It it does definitely depend on how long that you've been in a relationship. Like if it's a new relationship and that person just stopped dealing with the person that he had a kid with, yeah, he may still have pictures on his phone, but out of respect for your relationship and in the direction that it's going, those pictures shouldn't be there. That should be something that his child should have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then number two in those situations, when you date people that have children, it's that person that has the child's responsibility to make you feel secure in your relationship and where Thank you, you are. Thank you, Sharice. Um, to not, so you wouldn't even feel that type of way. So right. say, I did date someone, or <clears throat> I'll just use my husband as an example. Say when me and Nico started dating, he had a child. Well, if he never made that introduction to his mother, to the child's mother. I'm always going to feel like, well, what's she doing calling him? Or why, why, why this, why that? Because that c- communication and it wasn't made. This is my fiance, girlfriend, wife. This is my son's mother. Mm-hmm. So this is who's going to be a part of my life. So if, if, if those, and if those things are established from the beginning, you won't have any of those issues. Right. And let me ask you this before we go any further. Who all is a biological mom? I am. Okay. Sharice, you're a biological mom. Rochelle and Monique are not. Who here has been in this a stepmom-ish role? And I mean, even if you didn't consider yourself a stepmom, but you dated somebody with a kid before. Clearly me. Brittany, I mean, Rochelle. Okay. All right. Sharice, you never, like, did you ever consider dating someone with a kid, Sharice? Um, well, that's like, was, you know how you, 
I'm not gonna date a light skinned dude. I'm not gonna date a dark skinned dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna date no dude with no kids. Okay, so okay, I never had the opportunity to even to even say that. I never like I, I didn't that Larry at first, but after dating somebody with kids, I say that now. I would never date anybody again with kids. Never again. I, and see, I'm not I, <laughs> I will okay. I'm gonna have to watch my words carefully right here. No, no, I'm just I'm I'm gonna speak real. I mean, say how you feel. Say it, girl. Don't say it, girl. Knock on wood because if I did, I mean my husband was dead because he ain't leaving me. Okay, um, <laughs> but if um, I I can, I I mean like would I want to probably not, but I mean I'm just gonna be real about it. Like I always I always knew that. Um, being a stepmom was kind of in my in my chart. Like I just, I knew I. The only thing I knew, I never got a chance to say I'm not going to date anyone with kids. That never crossed my mind. Right. My thing was, if I end up with somebody with kids, if I meet a man with kids, it's the man has to be involved in the kids' life. That's because that comes from my family. Like my dad was not Absolutely. in my life at all. So um, that was always the thing. Like you got a kid, are you in the kids' life? Does the kid know you? Y'all spend time together? Okay, cool. We ain't got no problem. But at the same time, like, I made up my mind a long time ago that I wasn't going to have kids until I had X, Y, Z done, until certain things were crossed off the list. So by the time you like, 21, it's a slew of people with kids. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I just knew at some point I would be in the, end up with somebody with the kid. I never had a chance to think about that either, um, honestly. But... I think if you're okay, so let's say like when you and Larry got together. Wait, hold on, hold on, Monique. Let me I, let me shout out my sponsor one more time. Hold on, because oh. we got to pay bills. Um. <laughs> so once again, make sure you guys check out Storytellers. Storytellers is sponsoring today's live broadcast. It's presented by Erica McFarland. Erica is also a member of the Black Creative Circle. Uh, she was one of the hey, Erica founding members i should say really dope chick uh she got her master's in social work um her podcast is about um trial and triumph stories so like if you're overcoming domestic abuse cancer um drug addiction any type of obstacle you make it on the other side that's what she's interested in short sharing with the world people's uh journeys so thank you um miss uh erica mcfarland and storytellers Please follow them on Facebook. You can find uh, Storytellers at Storytellers306. All right, Monique. Yes, ma'am. I remember what I was saying. Um, <laughs> you never had the opportunity to say you weren't going to date a person with children. Yes. Um, and I think for our older sisters and brothers who are, you know, still dating, it gets harder and harder because then you have, you're now like, 35, 40, and now really most of the people that are out there single will probably have had an ex-wife with some kids or something like that. So I think at the older you get, it's different. But I wonder if it makes a difference of like how old the child is, if it's a young child or like a tween age um, or like, you know. It really I don't know. It really just depends on the kid, honestly. And I'm a I'ma say like if if Big Nick was a problematic child, who would be here today? Not this one. 
what I don't need is stress and problems in my life, especially I ain't finna have no problems with nobody's kid, especially if I was not a part of making that kid. I'm not not like I'm not dealing with it. If he if it was a problematic child, I would not be here. And if if we had a situation where it was an H C B M and in the stepmom world that is called high um it's called high conflict biological mom. If there was a high conflict biological mom situation, I wouldn't be here either. But praise God. That's that's not the case with in our family, so I'm here. But yeah, Brittany, you black community. We call that the baby mama. What you say? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm saying we have the certain Nemo language community, the color community, the brown community, whatever you want to call it. We call that the baby mama. <laughs> what you say? <laughs> now, for everybody watching, when you use the that, everybody watching mama. that you know don't know the psychology terms, baby. Uh, what what was your question, Ben? No, I was gonna say like I know you dated someone with a child before. Like, was there any like was I don't recall you ever being like the kid was problematic. Was there any type of HCB baby mama issues? Girl, <laughs> the worst kind. I can't remember the worst kind because I didn't talk about it because I didn't want that to be a part of my social life. When I, I was remember, with you talked to me about it. I, hey, man, I was putting that out of sight, out of mind. When well, I when was I came in town, uh, I don't want to talk about that. She was the worst. Really? Kind. Like when I say like do petty stuff, child, baby. I try to do the, now when when I met this particular person, his child was it was a, a girl child and she was two years old when we first met. So, you know, she's young. And at the time, the child's father don't know how to do hair. You know, don't know anything about raising a girl. And and they had not really worked out, which this is another thing that makes a big difference. They hadn't worked out how the arrangement was going to be or they didn't have any kind of child custody done. They didn't have any kind of child support on the table. None of that was on the table because I guess the child's mom was thinking eventually they was going to come back around. Mm -hmm. So then when me and this particular person started dating after we had been dating, like I said, maybe about six months or more. And it kind of seemed like, okay, we're dating. Ultimately I ended up dating this person for four and a half to five years. So after it had been, yeah, it was that long. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um so after it had been six months, I guess she kind of realized, oh, okay, like he's really dating somebody else. Right. She he's really dating somebody else. So then that's when uh oh you can't see the baby. You can't see the baby if you're gonna be with your if she's there, you know, you can't bring her around, even though we have been introduced. Like you said, like uh Sharice was saying, you know, we have been introduced, like, hey, this is my girlfriend, hey, this is my child's mom blah 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 blah. so it wasn't like she wasn't aware of who I was um and additionally at this time you know Facebook was a big thing you know look me up you know what I'm saying Google me baby you can you can find out everything you want to know about me you know so it wasn't like <laughs> you know it wasn't like I was a, like a super stranger you know or anything like that but oh no it turned into if we drive up to the house real sentence that was said to my face can you lean your seat back so she don't see you in here <laughs> Because she would make such a big deal. She would make a big deal if he brought the child back home and the child's hair was done because he, she know he don't know how to do hair. So you can tell, you know, if a girl did a little girl's hair or if her daddy like scooped up some plaques, you know what I'm saying? You can tell the difference. So she, so he would bring the baby home with her hair done and he would be like, and she would be like, oh no, you're not getting this baby next weekend because uh -uh, look at this. I know, don't be having that girl doing my baby hair. Like okay. big deal. So, so, like, when it finally did go to child support court, she brought it up in child support court. Like she was okay, like, I will say this. I will say this. Um, I remember <laughs> one time something happened with Big Nick, and 
he yelled at me and um and I talked to Larry about it and everything because I was like what's up with that because it happened when Nick was like maybe four he was little and uh I was like Larry just act like you didn't hear that Larry was sitting right next to me and Nick yelled something at me and I was like you didn't hear that he was acting like he didn't hear how you didn't hear it but anyway um but I was like what's up with that so he talked to big Nick's mom and what came out out of it was was like she from what I can remember it was like she didn't like me kissing on her baby I remember I said that to my mom. Praise God I had my mom because my mom is able to give me advice. And it's not like she taking like my side or anything. She's able to give me like well-rounded advice on things. And she was like, well, Erin, I can get it. Don't know woman want nobody rubbing and kissing on, on their baby. And I was like, okay. And then I remember I asked her, I said, you got a problem with me kissing on Nick? He was like, no. I was like, all right then. <laughs> well, I think I wanted to comment on the thing Brittany was saying. Was saying like with the hair thing, I mean, she might have been petty, but. Some things is like, this is my area. Well, the main thing you said was the girl thought that her and the ex still had a chance of getting back together. Yeah. Like he was done, but she wasn't. And that was the main issue. So because she wasn't done, that's why she's being petty. Yeah. She hasn't moved on. She hasn't found a new man. He's moving on. Now she's mad. And Mm -hmm. she want to do everything possible to make their relationship uncomfortable so that they can't flourish and move on and build something real. So she's doing all this stuff, being petty, saying, lean back in the car. Why you have um, her do her hair, blah, 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 just to cause as much friction in their relationship as she can. She knew what she was doing. And that reminds me, I don't know if y'all saw that video like a couple months ago where this woman, it was the same situation. The man brought his, I think he had a little boy and a little girl back to the baby mama. The boy got his hair cut and the girl got her hair braided or something like that. And the mom like cut the girl's real hair braids off her head just because she was mad that the woman did her daughter's hair. Now, I think that's just ridiculously. That is. That's ridiculous. And then you're punishing this child. Ladies and gentlemen, a bitter baby mama. Yes. But, but then mm-hmm. you're punishing the child. You're not right. hurting nobody but this child. You know what I'm saying? And but, you're still punishing the child even if you don't cut the hair off because look at all the stuff that um, the child, the child may have liked Brittany a lot. You know, I don't know what the relationship was like, but now you remove this person from that child's life, <laughs> you know, or maybe the child didn't see Brittany as much anymore. Cause she's just like, I don't even want to deal, you know, I don't know, but you know that you're still punishing the child. If, even if you're not doing anything physical, because you're making that environment between the, the, the ex and the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. A little more difficult, right? And you're setting the tone so for think, this child. Yeah, I think how they'll treat the next person. So she's gonna say, "Okay, well, since my dad dated this woman and I really liked her, and I go back and tell my mom, oh, Miss Brittany did my hair. Oh, Miss such and such did this, and we went and did this.' My mama got upset. So I guess the next girl my daddy talked to, I'm gonna give her hell. Like I'm gonna mm-hmm. treat her bad. I'm not gonna. I'm a disrespect her because you know. Oh well, my mama don't like. My her. mama don't like. I don't like. Her. My right. mama don't like this. I don't like to. So therefore, that's what the child's gonna perpetuate over to that person. It's gonna make the father make it difficult difficult for him to have any type any of relationship. relationship. And then that can cause a breakdown between 
you know, him and his child. He's like, well, I can't have a relationship if I keep bringing my child around. Then he wants to be happy and move on. She don't want him to move on. So he's going to start seeing his child less and less. And a lot of times that's what happens in some situations. Okay, y'all. So I want to, um, <clears throat> real quick, um, kind of go through some of the responses that I got. Like, once again, I'll tell you the response. I, for the new people, um, I responded to a tweet <clears throat> on Twitter, uh, on Twitter, of course. And um, the the person was asking about um, this. This girl was saying that she came across some photos of her boyfriend's son and the son's mother um, in the boyfriend's phone. And she's like, is it wrong for me to feel uncomfortable about this? Can I ask him to delete it? X, Y, Z. And so my response was like, I feel like she is, um, I think it's okay for her to feel uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable situation. What I would suggest is that, um, I would suggest that she um, have her boyfriend delete the photos out of his phone to appease the girlfriend and then uh, save, but however, save those photos for the kid. And what I, it's Twitter, so you don't have room to really just tweet. But if the purpose of having those pictures were for the kid, save the pictures for the kid over here, take them out the phone to make your girlfriend comfortable. Okay. Now I could read between the lines. This girl is basically just uncomfortable with seeing another woman, regardless of the kid, in her boyfriend's phone. Like I saw straight through it. That's what it is. It's a whole other chick. The kid ain't the issue. The kid is there. The kid is there. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the kid was ever an issue, there probably wouldn't be a relationship if the kid was an issue. The issue is, in my opinion, that it's a girl in the phone. But let me tell you, it was a whole bunch of stepkids that were replying to me. And I could tell they were stepkids based on their answers because it was all like, me, 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 me. One of the responses I got, let me pull it up real quick. And let me just say this. When somebody says, well, if that's how you feel, then they ain't got nothing else to say. Like, cause everything they were throwing at me, I was coming back with like some real facts. But if you are small minded, if you're only looking at things from your point of view, <clears throat> then you're not going to understand. And people did not want to understand what I was saying, but I had facts. So it was a, a lot of, okay, well, I'm out. I'm out. Okay, sarah, sarah. Well, if that's how you feel. Yeah. That, yeah. Cause this is, I'm not going nowhere. What I have to, what I'm saying is real. Okay. So this one girl was like, why is it an uncomfortable situation? And I thought that was the craziest question to me because I'm like, and when do you ever, <laughs> anytime you go into a situation where there's a remainder, anything, when you go into a situation where there's any type of leftover, any type of remainder, any presence of the past, it's going to be uncomfortable. It, it ain't no smooth transition. It's not like when you get a new director and he asks all of his his old employees and bring in new employees. It's it's people left over. You know what I'm saying? That's when when you get changing management, people end up getting fired because they just can't deal with the new. Or people get in place because they need their job. You know what I'm saying? Like it's and then you still got to learn a new person. This and that. It's never a comfortable situation. So I'm over here confused. Like why are people really hitting me up talking about why is it uncomfortable? And so my whenever I got that question, my next question was, Are you a stepmother? The answer is always no. It was a bunch of stepkids and them stepkids were all like, um, so you don't care about the child? One woman, when I said about, you know, keeping the pictures for the child, deleting the photos. And um, I was like, are you a stepmother? It's not always easy going into a relationship with someone that has a child, getting used to the child and the idea of an ex, the idea of the ex constantly mm-hmm. being there is hard to digest. 
<clears throat> that's like what you, what one of y'all said earlier. If your partner isn't understanding of your feelings, then it's going to make it uncomfortable. If they're just like, you have to get over that, then that's going to make it hard and uncomfortable for them to even see. And I'm going to tell y'all this. I've had to put my husband and some of my friends in my shoes before. Step into my shoes. You would feel uncomfortable because you are the parent, because you've never dated someone with a kid. You haven't had to feel these emotions and stuff and these feelings or been smacked in the face with a kid yelling at you something, you know, that they overheard. Like, you're not going to say how I'm feeling. But that's what I said. And then the woman replied, so you don't care about the child's feelings? That's why I said this is a step kid. Because I'm like, bitch, where did I say that? Mm-hmm. Where did I say that? Um, one person told me that it was controlling to have him delete photos and save. Fo- I think people just didn't see that I said, save the photos for the kid. I don't think they even saw that. But she was like, one person was like, this is way too controlling. Um, it's way too much. Um, in my opinion, um, it really isn't. Um, for everyone, so the person needs to get a relationship without with someone who does not have a kid. That's not always easy, though. Right. Especially like when you have when you grow a relationship and an attachment, and if you're in a relationship with somebody that you really care about, it's hard to step away when they ain't beating on you or cheating on you or stealing from you. When it's an emotional separation, that's when I feel like that's one of the hardest separations when somebody's beating, cheating, and stealing. It's easy to be like, well, I'm out because I can't have nobody with my ass every day. You know what I'm saying? I can't have somebody cheating on me every day, bringing me diseases. You know what I'm saying? Y'all feel me? Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna have to talk too because this is gonna be on. Yes. This is gonna yes. be audio as well. I see a lot of nodding yes. heads. No. I feel no, no, no. I, I do feel what you're saying. And actually, two points that you made. Um, one point about um, being controlling. So again, um, just because you express your feelings about something, and this goes, and this goes past um, just talking about this particular topic, just in a relationship in general. When you express mm-hmm. your feelings about something and how you'd like to be treated in a relationship, mm-hmm. that's not trying to control the person. That's just you saying, in a relationship with a person I care about, I would like to be treated this way. I, exactly. and this that you're doing, this thing that you're doing, whatever that thing is, makes me feel like this, and I don't like when you do this. Okay, mm-hmm. now that other person has the option to say, like you said, get over it or, okay, I care about you. I'm considering your feelings. So I'm going to modify my behavior or modify something I'm doing to uh, to appease you. I think that whenever that whenever that uh, directive goes from a man to a woman, I don't like what you're doing. You need to change up. Women uh, often acquiesce because they want to, you know, stay in a relationship. But when it goes the other way. Sometimes, not all men, but a lot of men can gaslight you into thinking that your feelings and opinion about how you're being treated are you being controlled. That's the type of word that a man will use. You being controlled. You trying to, you trying to, you want from me, I'm from you, you know, but like, yeah, well, hey, bro, well, hey, bro, I'm not trying to run anybody. You know, I'm just trying to say, I just don't like this particular thing. That's one, that's the first point. The second right. point I made about there being a remainder, an, 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 an analogous situation would be, let's say, this is not what happened, but let's say a guy was with the with the mother of his child and the mother died. Now, see, you it's no way for you to push this person out, really, even if there's a child or not. Just if, if he had a wife or a girlfriend and she died, mm-hmm. the memory of the person is there mm-hmm. always. And it's no, and just like you said, with a particular mom, like this is a person that's there, but it would be the same way. You can't just be like, just forget about her, you know? 
Right. Say that. And you can't say that when when it's a child's mom. You can't just be like, just forget about her, you know? You can't do that. And like, and just like what Monique said, she's always going to have a place in his mind and a place in his heart as the mother of his child. So it's kind of like that when, when you said uh, what makes it uncomfortable, that makes it uncomfortable because she's always going to be there no matter what. <laughs> like no matter what I do, this woman for the rest of my life, even when we're 50 years old and old and great, you know, and we go to our child's wedding, right. you know, this stepkid's wedding, she's going to be there. She, she's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. You know, this is the rest of our lives here. This is not just something that happened, you know? So yeah, that's what makes it uncomfortable. And you have to learn to get along with each other. I think a big part of it, a big part of it is hugging home, man. I think once she, once this person has to have their own man, because this that's true. This person has to have their own man because if they don't, they will stay focused on yours. And, and that is, that was my experience. Now, I don't know, again, everybody else here, who, whatever, whatever. But I know in my situation, Whenever that baby mama had a man, we didn't never hear from her. She was happy to throw that. She was throwing the baby in the car. We didn't even have the door open all the way. Watch out, the baby hit the window. It was crazy. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> go, go, run out there. She was happy to get rid of that baby. She was throwing that baby out the house when she had a man. As soon as he left her, ooh, because she was terrible on the inside. So as soon as he left her, you know, he, he got hip to the game and she moved on his life. She back being hateful. It's all it's a problem with everything he do. It, he can't do nothing right, you know. Uh, oh, I'm about to say his name, but anyway, uh, <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. He ain't trying to put the out there, but uh, no, he can't do nothing right. It's, it's the problem with everything he do. you know. He was late, he was two minutes late, he was one minute early. It's oh my god, you know, it's, it's too much. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So I think that those two things are when it comes to the baby mama side. Um, but as far as the picture thing, uh, I think again, just to go back to the point that you said. As long as that remainder is there, it's going to be uncomfortable. And the pictures in his phone feel like a remainder. They don't feel like a ch- something for the child or something for the miniature because okay. they ain't the child phone. That's one of, okay, to one of the many people that were, that was arguing with me. Uh, I, I, can, I don't recall what they said because it was a lot of people, but I did ask somebody. I was like, my question would be. If I had this conversation, I think it was a dude. If I had this conversation with, let's say, Larry, you know, while we were dating, because this for damn sure wouldn't be happening as we're married. But my question would be, why are you holding on to these pictures? I will say that sometimes we give men too much credit. They don't be thinking. They just be rolling. You know what I'm saying? They just keep right on going. They did they forget about it? Was was the guy and this girl didn't say this in the question, but was the guy still looking at these photos or were they just there? Like how long how long ago were these photos taken and stuff? So my question would be if this were my relationship, why do you still have these? Because if it's like you are saving these for the kid, oh okay. Well then let's just put them to another media file. Let's print them out. And get rid of them out your phone because why do you have them? Um, we lost Brittany, she'll probably be back in a little bit. Um, Rochelle, she goes by different names, but um, but then if, if it's like another question, you can tell them folks lying to you, you know, like if it's really deep down inside, you looking at your long lost family, that's another issue. Then she, she, then whatever she feel the insecurity she's feeling inside is accurate. You know what I'm saying? And other times she might just be tripping. Um, I did say this to some people like, you know, I did agree with some of, with some of the stepkids that were hollering me talking about she need to get a boyfriend that don't have any kids. And I was like, you know what? 
That is true. Because if you are not equipped for this, if you if you get in it, and you don't always know what it's going to be like once you get in it. You don't know. My mama told me when I first told her about Larry, and then when I found out he had a kid, she was like, Aaron, you need to think about it. Well, I thought as much as I possibly could about it. It wasn't until years later, I was like, oh, that's what she meant. She meant think about that. Okay, I get it now. But like, if you aren't equipped for this type of relationship, then yes, then you need to get out of it. And I'll be like, yeah, y'all, I agree with y'all. Y'all ain't got to be yelling at me, all caps, yelling at me and stuff. I'm like, yeah, if you aren't equipped for this lifestyle, then you need to go out. You know what I'm saying? Just, this isn't for you. But my thing would be like, why? Because if it's because it's for the kid, cool. But because you miss her or you miss your family unit, the family unit you have with her, then that's a different story. And we need to break a up. completely different story. Yeah. Um, that would say he's not ready to date then, I would say. Oh, but you know, folks just be, but then once again, you know what? He also, like I said earlier, we give some, we give these dudes too much credit. I don't know how old this girl and this, this boy is, but we give folks too much credit. He about ain't even thinking about all that in some cases, you know And what that's I'm why you got to have a conversation so yeah. he can say, oh, I didn't even think about that. And that's I just switched these, these pictures over and them them to be like, oh yeah, because it's just in my gallery and I needed the picture of them rims I saw last week. I don't know why they had to be rims. I guess because they're black. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Okay. I'm going to pick on you, Sharice. Um, yeah. Because we've had conversations and like y'all, Sharice is, well, actually everybody watching and listening, these three ladies are in my close, my list of close friends and stuff. But I have talks with Sharice um, about my personal life, especially when in regards to like some I mean, I guess like stepmom stuff. Um, because like Sharice is a friend of the family. She was friends with my husband back in college. And then when we started dating, me and her met each other, decided we liked each other and became friends because we she wasn't she didn't like me at first. But uh <laughs> but I do talk to Sharice a lot and like there are times like you've been like, Well, Aaron, I mean like that that's just big Nick's mom, or like that's just a situation you're gonna have to deal with because Nick is there. And I have to be like, No, Sharice. Like, no, step into my shoes. You know what I'm saying? You remember any of those conversations? Yes. <laughs> but now she's an ally. <laughs> I mean, I understand both sides. Yeah. But like I always say, <clears throat> speaking freely, mm-hmm. um, like I always say, I feel like foundations need to be laid, you know, foundations should have been laid, laid. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. And actually, my problem is normally with my husband. You know what right. I'm saying? It's something, it's something that he's doing or not doing. Right. And that's my main thing. That's just like, for example, my husband is a stepkid. He had a step. You know what? He sure lives. And I feel like his his stepmom is like the best stepmom ever because she never made him feel excluded. She never like she knew that this was his child coming into the relationship. Mm-hmm. He had a son coming into the relationship. They were raised as brothers. It was just like it, it was like the per- I, I, I'm saying the perfect situation because a lot of times you don't see stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it was just like this is my child. People don't expect that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you call nowadays the blended family. Yeah. When you when you have these families, yeah, and you put right. them together because there's no animosity. 
Right. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Because I think where we have a lot of disconnect, like I'm going to continue to say, is the communication and the expectations are not given. Because yeah. you're going to respect this person because this person is my girlfriend, fiance, wife. This is the person that's going to be in my life. This is the person that's going to be around my child. If you use your common sense, you'll want to know who this person is that's around your child. You mm-hmm. will want to get to know them. You will want to know things about them and you will want to set a good example for your child because that's just kind of how they're going to treat people that come in. Like I said, come in and out of the child, out of the dad's life, out of the mom's life, you know, because we have some men who act a certain way about their kids being around other men. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you have to just set the expectation. Like you, mm-hmm. like when you go apply for a job, you know, you don't apply for the job without reading the job description. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, okay, I'm you dating said. this person with a child and then you don't apply for jobs that you know, you ain't got the skills to handle. So I knew that I did not have those skills to deal with another woman having a child with a person that I love and that I wanted to deal with for the rest of my life. And you know I what, though? I had to learn on the and job. That's dope. The and that's job. dope that you say that because some people, some people, because it, for some reason, it's such a taboo to say how you really feel when it comes to children and relationships and things like that. But I mean, like, I think it's awesome that you up front and like, I'm not equipped for this. I'm not the woman for this. Like, I you know, know you may salute the women who are, but I'm not. Whereas me, I was walking around campus like, la, 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 la. But you got to remember though, Erin, you were really young. young. You were really young. Yeah, I was 20. Well, I met so, him when I was 19 and he became my right. boyfriend at 22. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you, you don't know to think about all this stuff. I did right. When you're older and you start dating, you know, when you were younger, but I have like, I, I was my father's only child, but he took it out there and I was his daughter. Mm -hmm. My father and I were not close for a majority of my life. So I didn't have to deal with that. Like having to go with my dad and he had a girlfriend and stuff like that. But I just remember my dad, me meeting someone that my dad dated and just being just like a woman would feel about our husband. Like why she all on my, my, you know, like don't, don't come close to my man. Like why she with my daddy? Like it was just, I was like that with my mom. That feeling that I had when I saw her with my dad, (laughs) I just knew that in like how she acted with me. Like I just knew I didn't never want to have, like I just, it, it, and I, it's certain experiences I can't, you know, I'm not yeah. going to discuss that I've, I've experienced and seen mm-hmm. in other situations. I just know that I just didn't want to be that person or I didn't want that stuff done to me or me being treated a certain way because I was with mm-hmm. somebody that had a kid. Like it was like, just, so I just knew that I didn't. And then the person mm-hmm. that I did attempt to date that had a kid, it, it just didn't go well. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? think it's what you said at the front. I think it have to be like the guy have to lay the man who is the common denominator or the woman. Okay, if it's the case where maybe two guys. I know in this particular situation, it's a girl and another baby mm-hmm. mama or whatever child's mother. But the person who's the common denominator 
has to lay the ground, has to lay down the rules. This is what it is. This is what it is to the baby mama. This is what it is to the girlfriend, because sometimes the girlfriends be wild. Now, I don't think this particular girlfriend is wild, but sometimes they be wild. And this is what it is to the child. The common denominator has to lay down what the how it's going to go, because otherwise, like you said, everybody just acting on emotion. Ain't nobody acting on common sense. Ain't nobody thinking about Ain't nobody like like Aaron said, you know, ain't nobody thinking about what how is this going to be 10 years down the line. I'm going to act crazy with you today. But then, you know, it don't matter if you act crazy with me today. I'm still going to be here. I'm, I'm still his wife. So even if you act crazy with me today, I'm still see you at the next function. You, you're not thinking. You, know, like, you, know, you didn't think this now, now so, I don't normally plug Tyler Perry movies, but it's just oh, like no. at the end of Why Did I Get Married? <laughs> when Michael Jai White finally told his baby mama and yes. his wife what it was going to be like. Because he got frustrated enough to do that. Right. But that should have happened on the front end. Right. Right. And that's what led me to believe that whoever this young lady who wrote the original thing, she young. Because, and they both got to be young. Because this is not... Uh, usually young people, first of all, she on, she on Twitter asking somebody for advice. So I know she don't got a sense God gave her quite yet. She, she young, you know, so... But it's a Twitter... Uh, for people oh, I get what you in these Okay, they call in to see right. Harvey. <laughs> right. but, yeah. But, yeah, but no, 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 no. But this is what I'm saying. When you're an adult lady, an adult woman, look, a wise woman once told me, uh, now she didn't tell me, but I heard a wise woman once say, <laughs> I'm 56. If I don't want to be a choir rehearsal, I ain't going to be a choir rehearsal. When you get a certain age, you know what you're gonna take and what you ain't gonna take, and, that, yeah. and that's the end of that. That's the end we're of just that. Gonna, we're just gonna put it out there. That was Wanda Morton that said that. <laughs> that was your mama, Monique. <laughs> she just picked up her purse and left. She said, "I don't want to be here. I'm 56 and, and years I old." And that valuable be- lesson from that. Yes, I learned a valuable lesson from that. You, when you get a certain age, you just know what you're about to do and what you're that's not about right. to do, sir. I love you and everything you stand for. And I love your child. But what it seemed like to me is you're not quite ready to let go of them carnival pictures. Now, I don't like them. Now, okay. I'm saying that up front. I love you and everything we got going on. I love this. I love this. That's beautiful. Right. It's a beautiful but thing. It's beautiful. Oh, but you got to delete them pictures, baby. Now, I'm going to go home and I'm going to let you think about it. Because I don't want to put nothing. You know, I want you to think about that. I want you to have a fresh mind and really think about it. Really flesh it out in your own mind. And whenever you're ready to call me, hey, baby, call me. I'm going to see you. You got the number. Pause. You guys, <laughs> please go to um, Storytellers on Facebook. Storytellers is sponsoring this live broadcast of a Daydreamers podcast. Um, go to uh, you can find them on Facebook at um, Storytellers. That's one word three zero six. Storytellers, the number three, number zero, number six. Also, look up the creator of Storytellers, which is a, a podcast focusing on sharing interesting and life changing stories. The host is Erica McFarland. You can find her on Facebook at Erica McFarland and also on Instagram at I L U V Erica Nicole. All right. Um, I'm going to follow you right now, girl. <laughs> please do. <laughs> um, and thank you to our new viewers that are tuning in to us to this live broadcast. Um, so who are some stepmoms that you look at and you kind of like, oh, well, she's doing that? Myself excluded. I mean, you know, of course me, but Carol Brady. <laughs> Carol Brady. Uh-huh. <laughs> One day when this lady met this fellow. You're right. They was both in a situation. They I don't were. know where their uh, spouses were. Were they both dead? 
Well, one of them passed think, away, right? I think the Mrs. Brady's husband, I think, was dead. Because I remember he came back in the Brady Bunch movie. And he, they didn't know he was alive. Oh. <laughs> but it was really a man pretending to be him. But I don't know what happened to the first Mrs. Brady. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Monique, who, Sharice Monique, who is a, a stepmom that, like, really kind of stands out to y'all? Like, it could be, like, a fictional character or, like, a real life Yeah, person. I don't know anyone. Oh, my mother-in-law. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monique, all that TV you watch, you ain't came across no stepmama? Okay. Well, I'll say this. My grandmother, my my father's mother, um, my father's stepmother, I'm sorry. Um, she, as far as I know, growing up, um, she was very welcoming to my father and bringing in the house. And that was the thing I wanted to say about the whole picture thing, because my father's parents both had other spouses that they had kids with. Mm-hmm. And I have never, ever, ever, ever in e- either one of their houses seen pictures of the other. <laughs> That's just something you did in the do. house. Right. right. That's just something you did. I ain't see them nowhere in photo See, like, albums, You know what? Big Nick lives with his mother. But like if in our home, if he wants a picture of like his mom, he can have a picture of his mom in his room in my house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, I was saying that one particular girl I got, we were going back and forth and she was a stepkid and she was a bratty ass stepkid. She even was on some, I told my mama what you said and she agreed with me. And I started to be like, girl, of course your mama going to agree with you. But that would have started a whole nother fight, a virtual fight. I really want to like, know how old these stepkids were. Because if they're not know. even adults. Well, she was a, no, no, let me tell you about that. It don't matter how old they are. They carry that stuff well into adulthood. But I'm just they saying do. that they're that's adults crazy. and they oh, start man, dating a step. If they're like the woman in the situation, that, then they're going to get it. The girl was not then a step that I kept getting into it with. That was, she was going hard. She was all capping it, like all caps, everything. Um, she even said I was patronizing her. And I was like, cool, child. Like, who over here? I made the comment like that's grown folks business. And um, because, and I said that because she was like, if my stepmom, there's a picture of her. I say she's grown because she's at least graduated college. And she was referencing a picture of her and her parents. And she was like, if my stepmom made my dad delete that photo, then that would hurt me. And first, that ain't your, I said, that's grown folks business. And then I said, well, girl, I'm not, I said, I'm not evil. I would, that's, that's like a moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, not going to be like, if that was me, Larry, you got to get rid of the picture of you, Nick and his mama at his baptism. No, like that's just downright evil. Like, no. And I feel like children should have pictures of their parents. I have a photo album of my mom and my dad when they were dating. My mom gave it to me when I got, I knew about the photo album from when I was little, but I know when I got older, I don't know, I might have been high schoolish or something. I think she came across them or something. And she came to my room one day and was like, Aaron, do you want these? Because I don't. It was some letters too that he had written. And she was like, I don't want these. And she gave them to me. And I kept them because, you know, my parents had a relationship. They were engaged. Their relationship didn't work out. And, you know, my dad exited to the left, to the far left, you know. But I wanted them because I feel like it is nice for kids to have photos of their parents. Now there's certain contexts. Like I said, if Big Nick, they would, you know, he stay over here. I got, I have a picture I took of him and his dad in his room. Like, if he wants a picture of his mama and like his sister 
And his stepdad, you know, yeah, you can have all that stuff, baby, in your room. In your room. That's it. But, like, this girl was going back and forth with me about that. And I was like, well, that's just evil for somebody to do that. And secondly, like, it's grown folks' business. And that's when she said I was talking down to her. Like, she's, like, like, um like her opinion doesn't matter and devaluing what she's saying. And I was just like, girl, chill out. It's a joke. But but honestly, the conversation, if this were me and Larry, the conversation I have with Larry about some things that I, I'm uncomfortable about regarding Nicholas or something, that's between me and Larry. It ain't nothing, it ain't nothing Nick business. That's grown folks business. And I was like, it don't matter how old you are. All y'all grown women. I'm sure your mama would still probably be on some level. That's grown folks business. You are grown. Yes, you're grown. Hey, I wouldn't ask my daddy to this day. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's grown folks' business. This type of convert, all these stepkids were commenting and talking about their hurt feelings. But it's like, this is a conversation that the child, even if you are grown, would need to know about. It's between the two folks in the relationship. Right. The child would never know. Exactly. So I was like, all these stepkids getting bent out of shape talking about their feelings will be hurt. This is why you wouldn't be in it because you're taking stuff all out of context. This ain't got nothing to do with you. It really don't have nothing to do with you. you got to deal with your up uh, your your mama, but girl. Anyway, some people I was laughing, but I was like, these step kids again on my goddamn nerve. They are so entitled, so spoiled, so bratty, and I could not. And then that one girl talking about how her mama agreed with her. Girl, your mom probably stupid like you, arguing over Twitter. <laughs> See, yeah, the thing I can say about that is again, I don't I don't have any step parents, but I do have people that's close to me. You know, family members of mine who have step parents, and one yeah. thing that I have watched is that sometimes um, because parents feel guilty that they're not together. So, mm-hmm. so like, the, I, I can say, like, maybe the guy in this particular situation, um, you know, feels guilty that his family broke up. You don't, you don't know why the family broke up. He might have cheated. And he, like, he cheated. Then she left me, and I done broke my family up. So every day he just scrolling through his pictures and looking at their carnival days. Like, man, I broke up a good family, you know, and, you know, I mean, you know, that might be what he thinks. So not saying that he wanted back because it ain't no chance to get it back. It's gone, baby. Kill that. But, you know, he just might be like, dang, you know, I really messed that up. You know what I mean? And so, you don't, you just don't know. So sometimes parents feel guilty. So they appease kids. Mm -hmm. So when when your kid acts up, you don't be as hard on them because you want them to like you. You, It become about being liked, especially if it becomes about being liked over the other person. Because Larry Davenport right. will, will him up Nicholas in the corner real quick. <laughs> Ain't no disrespect happening towards him or disrespect happening towards me. Larry Davenport don't play I'm that. I'm not saying disrespect, but it's just, like I said, sometimes out of guilt, parents will let a little extra slide with stepkids. Especially right. if it's like, like you said, especially if it's like, now I'm not saying you did this. You say Nicholas yelled at you. That's proud. But I'm like saying sometimes they'll let stuff like that go, especially if they, the, you know, the girlfriend or whatever, because they they want to be liked. It becomes mm-hmm. about being liked. Now, I ain't That's never cared about being liked by no okay. children. I'm an adult. You look like you're in the face of friends, so I don't really care about being liked by children. But I'm just saying, some adults take that to heart. Like when kids don't like them, and when kids say, you know, I hate you and I don't like you. You know, hey, that makes two of them. And right, (laughs) right. Well, okay, real quick, real quick, I want to say, real quick, I want to say, um. A stepmom that I really look at and admire is Gabrielle Union. I've expressed my love for her before. And one reason why I like Gabrielle Union is because I read her book and she was very real and transparent in her book. And she speaks the same stepmom language I speak. 
And I mean, like she was just like one of the things she said was like something about like when she was at like it was something like people being like she doing too much or like sit down. And I was like, oh, my God. And I used to be a fear mom when I first started going to some of Big Nick's games. Cause like when I go to Big Nick's game, I'm there, I got the camera, I'm taking photos, I'm all on the field, I'm all on the basketball court. But when Larry and I, in our early years, cause there's our early years, cause it was that damn long. In our early years, I used to be like, mm-hmm. um, I used to be like, mm-hmm. if I go to this game, like our girlfriends welcome that games at, at, P- at flag football and peewee games, like, our girlfriends allowed to like cheer or girlfriend, you know, like I used to kind of be like that. And I met this woman. I, I didn't remember her, but she remembered me from those years ago because her son and my son played on the same flag football team. And I was like, Oh, and she's like, I said something like, Oh, well, you know, back then I didn't talk to a lot of people. And she was like, yeah, I know. Kind of gave me like a look. And I was like, Oh, well my bad. I was like, I just didn't know if I was allowed to, like, I didn't know where it was. There a girlfriend section. Like, I don't know. I was so young. I just didn't know how it was. And then my husband at the time, like he was, he wasn't care about nothing. He was just like, what you tripping for? Come on. Ain't nobody, uh." you know, like that's how he was. Like he wasn't really understanding of how I was feeling. Like now he's a different person. He's, he's grown now. But Mm -hmm. then I was like, I just didn't know. But, but anyway, Gabrielle, that's somebody I really look at. And, um, she just she just really be rocking her her mom her mom thing and I really like her. Um, I will say this. Um, this is a very very truth moment and I've only shared this with Sharice, but I'm be I say I'm transparent and I, I want to be continue to be real in my podcast. But like I have mentally prepared myself to be on the sideline when it comes to Big Nick, and I want my son to succeed in everything. I want him to have all the certificates, like win the Heisman, win the lottery, like anything, get all the A's, get all the ribbons, all that stuff. I do. But at the same time, the child, whenever me and Larry decide decide to have a baby, I also kind of want that child to be the one that kind of like succeeds just as much or like a little bit more only because like, I fear being excluded because I am a stepmom and I don't do mom stuff. I'll be the first one to say, I don't do mom stuff and I'm not trying to do mom stuff. I'm a supporter. Okay. I'm big next biggest cheerleader, but, and I'm not asking to be in the spotlight. I'm not asking for any glory, but it's to be included. Like I've already at senior night, big Nick is in the ninth grade when his senior day comes and, uh, in high school, I'm prepared to not be on the field. I'm prepared for it to be Larry and Big Nick's mom. And that's cool. I'm be there taking pictures, all that stuff. But like, I've just prepared myself to just be on the sideline because will Big Nick want me to be down there? You know, that's a kid. Is he even thinking about stuff like that? At, at, at 17, 18, is he? He may not be. But like, you know, is it, will people, will people, even though I feel like I'm, I should be past this, but will people be like, what's she doing on there? And then it's like, I don't want to get up and be like, oh, all the parents walk, come on down here. And I get up and walk in and be like, oh no, you sit down. Like, that's just, that's probably just me being really extra in my head, but mm-hmm. I'm just prepared to be on the sideline. Like when he gets married, am I going to get a big ass corsage? I don't have to have one because I plan on having like a lot of clavicle out. I plan on having a whole lot of leg out. 
yeah, I plan on being hella extra, extra in my in my in my regular self. But I'm just saying, like, far in the future, it's kind of far in the future. Be thinking about the clavicle, but girl, these shoulders, um, these shoulder bones will always be out, honey. Always, okay. But and this thigh, okay. But but I feel you. I feel you. And I know what you're saying about the left. Will there be like? Will there be a, a a mother and son dance? You know, will he include me? He don't have to if he don't want to, but it's just like it's just the inclusion. Did you think about me? So I'm just like I've in a in a way I've just already I'm mentally preparing myself now to deal with the possible reality. Can I ask you I a feel question? Like you've been in his life long enough to the point where, especially when it get down to come down to the wedding. I mean, you've been in his life since he was nine or or uh, three. Three, sorry, excuse me. He, fifteen. Okay. Yeah. He's fifteen now. Okay, excuse me. Um, but yeah, since he was three, I believe from three to you know, thirty-three, or however long until they get married, that's enough time for a person to be considered. Thirty years, even if you were a close aunt. I, I feel like you you in the mix enough to 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 be considered. Again, I've seen it. I've seen a, a wedding where it's a dance with mom and then a dance with stepmom because the mom has been around so long the stepmom excuse me has been around so long now if this your daddy wife he got married two two years ago okay no right but if if this is a person who was a part of your upbringing which is kind of what the situation you in then of course i understand what you're saying it's senior night we got two tickets to the banquet for your parents okay who ain't going what you, you see what i'm saying i think you know I, I understand what you're saying about that uh it's muffins with moms not you know Muffins with stepmom. I get it. Let me ask you this, Aaron. Yeah. Do you get um, any celebration for Mother's Day? Larry Larry celebrates me. For sure. Um, I mean, like, Nicholas, throughout the years, like, you know, Larry probably might have him do some things or whatever. Or, like, he might be with us. I remember one time he was with us for Mother's like, that Sunday or something. And we probably went to eat. And we went to TJ Maxx and Larry bought me a gift. You know what I'm saying? But, like, not like just not just from straight up him without his daddy being like did you call Aaron today you know what I'm saying because I mean he's still a kid right and a lot of times like when I see I'm in a lot of stepmom groups and stuff and I see these women talking about how like their stepkids are doing certain things I, I want to say so bad you have to remember they're still a kid like even when they're in the car and they be talking about their mama all day they're they're not being obnoxious there's now you got some kids who are but like they're just sharing oh you making chicken today Aaron? my mama make chicken she make her chicken like this my mama make real good chicken yesterday she made macaroni and cheese and chicken you know <laughs> it, it happened and you'd be like and there have been times i've been like hey larry come on get your kid we had a great day but come get them but they're sharing you know what i'm saying but anyway all that to say like i still keep in mind that he's a kid you can't always count on them to think like that just yet you have to kind of teach them to be like considered in some cases so but yeah. i get acknowledgement from larry honestly like when it comes to mother's day acknowledgements like i better get a fucking gift from him from larry because you're the only reason why i'm in this situation okay <laughs> and honestly larry was a big reason also why i started calling myself bonus mom sharice i never told you this but one time you probably don't even remember sharice's oldest son is like what is he 12 13? Oh, it'll be 13 on next Thursday. Okay. Well, like, Donovan was little. And I bought him some 
What are those bands when they play sports and they have them? Rubber band? No, it wasn't a rubber band. The wristbands? The wristbands. Like if they were sweating or something. like Yeah, sweatbands. Yeah, sweatbands. But they were Spider-Man. That's how little Donovan was. And I got some Spider-Man wristbands and I thought of Donovan automatically. And Larry said to me, he was like, that's not your kid. And I was like, oh, well, I said, no, he's not. But I mean, you know. I was just saw him that day was like two dollars at the dollar store, you know, and I just got him for Donovan. Don, you know, Nick don't be home about Spider Man, but I was like, okay, well, I got a kid now, so you know, he kind of also birthed this bonus mom thing too. Mm-hmm. So I only really expect right now big acknowledge acknowledgments from him, but now and that, that was the like conversation. 16- and that was the conversation in the most Larry way he could say it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, you a mama too now. That ain't your kid. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I can only buy a little stuff for him. Okay. Right. I, I think I, I might have went and got him one too. But yeah, I never, I mean, it wasn't for me to share that with you, Sharif. But I was like, okay. But yeah, but I only expect major acknowledgements from Larry. And now that Big Nick is older, I do kind of be like, Nick ain't called me today. You know what I'm saying? Because you're older now. But he's also 16. They only be wanting to hang out and call their stepmamas like they did when they was 10. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, that's my truth moment. That's me being real about it. I'm sure he's like that with his real mom too, though. To be oh yeah, that's I don't, like another thing. Like I just, I mean, like they're, 16, they're 15. He's 15. Like yeah. he's trying to hang out with you. Big Nick used to plan trips to my apartment and to Shreveport when I lived in Shreveport without his parents knowing. Like one time, he, when I moved to Shreveport one time, like, huh? So was he looking at the Greyhound prices? Or? Girl, no. Like Nick was, when I moved to back to Shreveport, Big Nick was like six, seven. And like, I remember he, he made up this whole thing. Like he told me he was coming to Shreveport to come see me and he was going to stay in my house, which was my mama's house. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I talked to Leah. I was like, yeah, so y'all coming to Shreveport? And he was like, that's what Nick say. I was like, okay. When did he say y'all coming? Well, he said we coming next week. Oh, okay. And then like Larry said, his mom called him and was like, Big Nick's mom and was like, he told me to pack a bag for him. He said y'all going out of town. And Larry was like, well, yeah, that's what he said. Like Nick used to plan trips to be up under me all the time, but like he don't do that no more. But it's also, like I said, he's 15 now. He's not a little kid no more. Right. That's true. But anyway, um, we are, we actually are at our mark seven. We're actually two minutes over, but ladies, do you have anything y'all want to add to the topic today? Any final thoughts? And also, um, plug your stuff. Everybody here is a creative. So please talk about what it is that you're doing and any last thoughts. Where can they find you? Well, I'll start first, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> um, last thoughts, um, communication, you know, like just talk about everything. Talk about your feelings. Talk about um, what's going on just because that's the only way to fix these little problems. And if you just let it stack on and stack on and stack on, nothing's ever going to get fixed. And then, and that's just, this is in any relationship, a romantic r- relationship, a familiar relationship, whatever, friendships. Um, you have to just talk about your feelings and make sure that they're they're um, known and don't make the other person feel like their feelings aren't valid. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find me 
at Naturally Momo on Instagram. I go by Monique Morton on Facebook, but my full name is Monique Morton Darisel. And I am a part of Silverbacks Improv Theater in Lafayette. Go on our page. We are doing some fun improv Zoom videos every night. I did one a couple of nights ago and I'll be doing some more, I'm sure. And improv makes the world go round because this was all improv improvisation here. <laughs> um, but it's really fun and Black people should do it. <laughs> be creative, folks, okay? <laughs> Mocha people. <laughs> Go ahead, Sharice. One of y'all, Sharice. Sharice, go. Okay, who want to go? Okay, I'm Shine. You can find me on Instagram at cfshine07. I go by Sharice. 07 or 07? 07. BCP time, 07. It's a difference between an O and a zero. (laughs) At cfshine07. Don't let nothing go. Don't let nothing go. You can buy me ten years from now. She's gonna be like BTT time. <laughs> Franklin Shine on Facebook, and you can also take a look at my blog on theshine4.com, where I blog about life, dealing with loss, being a mother, family, all that good stuff. Just. I feel like everyone should have a creative outlet to let those things out because everything that you go through is not necessarily for you to keep safe, tucked in your heart. A lot of things you go through are for you to share and you can help somebody um, grow. And my blog was birthed from losing someone very important to me. So I had to find somewhere to put that stuff and just dump it all out and um, kind of be inspiration to other people and to help other people deal with dealing with loss and still living your life. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, Miss mm-hmm. Rochelle B. Willis. Hey, Chemist B. Powerplay Interactive Science. That's my biz wax at Powerplay. I S P O W E R P L A Y I S. It's the same on Facebook. It's the same on Instagram. We do science-themed parties, and we also do uh, tutoring. Science-themed parties for people of all ages. I don't like to say children's party and adult parties, because when you say adult parties, it sounds sexual, and I don't like that. We do parties that include adults. (laughs) So parties for people of all ages. Uh, Anyway, they're more of a game show theme kind of thing when it's for adults. All of that to say, uh, yeah, so... Like PowerPlay Interactive Science, we try to we try to share real information, guys. There's a lot of information going around now. Everybody's a Facebook scientist. We're real scientists. I'm a real scientist. <laughs> so I'm not getting my info off of, you know, world star. Um, final thoughts on the on the topic today. Um, and I think this is just about life in general. You can't take stuff too personal. You know, I think with the this all started out about, you know, the girl in the photos on the phone and she kind of made it about, you know, I'm uncomfortable. Well, you know, baby, life ain't about you. This is one thing that people that somebody could have said. Now, I know that's not what you said in particular, but, you know, everybody's life is not about you. Now, your man's life should be about you. And I don't know how New York's relationship is. He should take your feelings into consideration. But don't get so worked up about it, everything in the in the end, because 
one thing we can definitely say right now, in one year, whatever's going on right now, it ain't going to make a, a bit of difference. Think about right now how your life was even one month ago. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing like this right now. So, you know, my, my piece of, you know, last bit about it is just take everything in stride and, you know, just kind of just learn not to be so deep. You don't get so deep in every little thing because it, it, in the end, you'll figure out it was really nothing. All right, people, thank you so much for tuning in to A Daydreamers podcast. Thank you to Black Creative Circle of North Louisiana for letting me come over and take over your Facebook page. I hope you all enjoyed this. If you have any questions about podcasting, blogging, screenwriting, acting, and chemistry and science, look us all up, okay? Um, I already got permission from the ladies. They will they will definitely be around to ask questions, um, so hit them up. Um Most importantly, thank you to my wonderful sponsor, Storytellers, hosted by Erica McFarland. She's a fellow Black creative in North Louisiana. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you to all the other storytellers. Be sure to look up Storytellers on Facebook. Find Storytellers at Storytellers306, and their website is Storytellers306.com. Find the find the um the podcast everywhere that you get podcasts okay um anywhere we're on youtube i'm back on youtube with the video and everything sometimes i feel like the video was much better because you get all these facial expressions okay that you don't you don't get to hear you know what i'm saying um also uh don't forget to take care of yourself and love yourself love yourself no matter what's going on have faith through it all and uh see you guys later Bye. Bye.